from the Lake Erie shores of Northeast Ohio. Cleveland! Cleveland is a city of champions once again. Rock and roll capital of the world and birthplace of the comic book superhero. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. This is the Panel Scanners Podcast since 2012. Welcome to the Panel Scanners, where we're actually going to continue a conversation from earlier this month with some big disappointments. Uh, sitting across from me, as always, is Darren. Darren. I think I burned all my impressions a couple of weeks ago. That's possible. I mean, I've used Shatner and West. Finally. And, yeah, right. No oh, I'm coming that. up with more. Oh, boy. <laughs> and <laughs> to my right is Tim. Tim, how are you doing? It's clobbering time. Oh, wow. Went grim on us. There you go. Pedestrian. <laughs> Pedestrian. So, uh, if somehow magically you missed our episode earlier this month, we discussed our feelings about The Phantom Menace because it's been 20 years, and that kind of got us talking. What are some of our biggest disappointments that we've run into in pretty much our lives? You know, we try to focus it a little bit more onto the nerd culture things that we talk about here, and you know, Darren, since you made us start talking about this, how about you start this little party off? Well, I think this all stems from the fact that I don't know if there's any other way to quantify or qualify that... Star Wars Episode One was the most hyped movie of all time, and also probably most people's biggest disappointment. Um, so we're talking about those crushing, heartbreaking disappointments, and I got to be honest, probably gonna talk about those prequels again here. Now I have two honorable mentions, and I'm really, really interested in hearing what you guys have to say because I am positive. Uh, one of the two of you is going to mention something that I will instantly want to replace on my list. One of them is myself. <laughs> and let me tell you... I have that on my list, too. <laughs> what, Darren? Yeah, yeah Darren okay, on my list, yes. I knew that was coming. And let me tell you why. Because a couple of weeks ago, actually only a week ago, I actually sat down to watch Infinity War. Ooh. Now, let me, I told this to other people, you didn't watch the movies that come before it? No. Let me tell you something. Superheroes fighting bad guys. I get it. Okay? I was fine. I only got about halfway through before I had to stop watching. It's great. Yeah. I have no desire to go back and watch the rest of it. But it was fantastic. I enjoyed it. But it was one of those things I'm like, it was great. All right, I got other stuff to do now. I just couldn't finish it. I didn't have the time. <laughs> so sad. I know. I, I, it's, I, I'm, this is why I'm disappointed in myself. Because we are right now in the golden age of superhero media. And I don't care. I'm done. I, I just... Like, they're going to do Crisis on Infinite Earths. My wife and I, I actually started watching last season, the 2018, 20, 2017, 2018 season of The Flash and Green Arrow. Got through a couple episodes, was really enjoying it. Haven't watched one in like two months. No interest in going back and checking it out. It's just, I haven't seen anything since Spider-Man Homecoming, except for half of uh, Infinity War. I laughed out loud when that whatever creature was attacking Tony Stark in New York City and it goes to punch him and then Spider-Man's face pops out I was like what are we doing Mr. Stark it was great I loved it yeah I'm not going to watch the rest of it (laughs) so partly my honor my dishonorable mention is of that is is myself Um, the other one is Star Trek's 50th anniversary celebration which doesn't exist a couple years ago Star Trek turned 50 um, in short, CBS did nothing other than put out a two-minute video of former cast members saying, Happy Anniversary, Star Trek. 
that should have been like a year-long celebration. And I even remember us talking about it on the podcast and him interrupting us going, wait, what? <laughs> Darren, I didn't even know. And, and Tim, you dabble in Star Trek from time sure. to time. You feel like it should have been something. And my official other one is Star Wars Episode Eight. So that's your biggest disappointment. No. That, oh, you had I had a dishonorable mention. mention to my, I was my own dishonorable cheated. mention. He cheated. Yeah, he cheated. <sighs> if you can tell that's me... That's why that he's on two, my list, too. If you can tell me that the two of you haven't cheated before, then, you know... Never. Not up your Up your holes with a, up yeah. your nose with a robber horse. Um, the Last Jedi. After over 15 years of prequel fatigue... Star Wars was finally back after The Force Awakens, and I didn't really mind that it was nothing more than a remake of the original Star Wars. The Last Jedi confirmed all we were going to get were original trilogy rehashes, completely mischaracterized Luke Skywalker, erased any intrigue from Episode 7. Need I go on? <laughs> I mean, we just got it back, and it's gone again. That's true. Tim, no. what do you got okay. other than me? Well, yeah. Well, you're my honorable, honorable whatever. Dishonorable? Yeah. 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 You. I had a hard time with this list. Yeah. I, well, of course. Because I like to try and block these things out of my mind. Me too. So I try not to think about them. So I'm sure, you know, these, I'm sure there are better ones, but these are just ones that came to mind. Um, my, the first one I'm going to bring up is actually a movie, The Man of Steel. Um, this was DC's, like, this was going to be their first jump, like, into the cinematic universe. I was ready. I mean, it was, since we had, what was it, Superman Returns, um, I was like, eh, I'm ready for something new. I'm, I'm ready for something different. I want to see super powerful Superman. And I was, it was time, and I remember, I go, well, we'll see here. I, first of all, I go, I know you're not going to get anything close to the John Williams thing. So I was already okay with that. I was like, it will never be topped. It's fine. But the, they released their theme, pretty good theme. Yeah. I still, uh, all things considered, uh, even though it's a disappointment, I still like that theme. Yeah, I have it on Spotify. That is, that song really builds, and it, it's got a lot of tension to it, and um, it's a really good. So when that came out, I'm like, okay, I'm in. That's not bad, not bad. And then the trailer came out. The trailer was great. I mean the whole. Yeah. I I mean I believe they showed the scene with him, you know, with the boss, young Clark, you know, saving the kids, and and the whole thing with um Kevin Costner um when they're in the barn and he goes, you know, young Clark goes, can I just pretend to be your son for a while? And Kevin Costner almost starts crying. He goes, you are my son, and like hugs him. I'm like, oh yeah, this is yeah, I'm in. You yeah. you forced me to watch that trailer off mic when we were recording an episode of this. Yeah, that was in the day. That was when I thought it was going to be. Uh huh. The the trailer was I it was it hit all the right tonal. Uh, chords and I was so ready for this. I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm down with this. We're gonna see a Superman that 
it's powerful and he, he looks good. And of course, then the movie came out and I'm just like, it, it <laughs> while there are, there are moments that I enjoy in the movie. There are, there are moments that I enjoy, but ultimately it destroys everything that I hold dear about Superman. Especially especially Pa Kent, who who was always <coughs> the driving force and one of the one of the people that shapes him into the man that he is, telling him that he's gonna be a greater good, you know. And in this movie, he's the one telling him to hide and people won't accept him. It, it just destroyed me. And then ultimately at the end, spoilers, obviously, he kills. Superman kills at the end. I mean, I, which I've come to find out. I'm talking way too much about this. I didn't realize. I'm sorry. No. I apologize. That Zack Snyder seems that he even uh, made a statement recently about the whole Batman killing and said, we need to get over it. We need to get real. Here. And he says, we don't understand. You know what? You don't understand that this is a fantasy. Amen. We are talking about a guy who dresses up as a bat and fights crime on rooftops. And you want that to be real, you idiot. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. We usually don't attack it. But I was kind of, I felt I had a little bit of a, a soft spot for that guy, given everything he was been through. But it's like, okay, you just proved why you 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 don't get it. Mm-hmm. And not to belabor the point, but I, I feel compelled, being the Superman guy, yeah, you to go jump in right here, ahead, please. Why are the Kents in those movies jerks? Oh my god, yeah. Because wasn't that Ma Kent? Even she says like, you don't know this planet, anything, Clark. I'm like, come on, man. This is not Midwestern values that you're supposed to be imparting on this man. And the whole thing about he lets his father die. And why does he let his father die? Because he tried to save a dog. Now let's use our logic. What dog gets out of the car last? I can't get past that. Yeah. Because the whole part is they get out of the car and the dog stays there. I've never seen a dog be the last one out of a car. (laughs) In my life. No one has seen this, by the way. I I challenge anyone to tell me. Any dog. You're trying to keep the dog in the car. Just don't get out of the car. Stay in the car. Hold you, you know. It is. I didn't rate it as my biggest disappointment for the simple fact that I this movie angers me. And some of the things here I do somewhat have a bit of affection for, like myself. Um, <laughs> but not that, not that at all. I'm sorry we've belabored that point. Please, oh my god, no, 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 I don't want to talk about that anger-inducing. Uh, yeah, this one I won't enjoy siphon. This one I won't talk as much about because honestly, I don't remember as much about it. But it is the Dark Knight Strikes Again. It's a comic. It is a sequel. Oh, it's Frank man. Miller's sequel oh, yeah. to yeah. The Dark Knight Returns. Holy it is not crap. good. No. It is horrible. Talk it. Dark Knight Returns for me and so many people out there redefined what Batman was to them. Uh, back in the day, I, like I said, I grew up with Adam West. Adam West will always be my one true Batman. But I got to a point where I was growing up and it became uncool to like that. And um, 
you know, back when I was a teen, I cared about stuff like that. I didn't want, you know, anyone to know. But then all of a sudden this came along and just totally, I, I had, you know, because everyone was like, Batman's kid stuff. It's kid stuff. But all of a sudden then here this is written and you have this guy with deep psychological issues and totally redefining the character. So I loved The Dark Knight Returns. So when the sequel's coming out, oh yeah, yeah, I'm in. I am so in. It was about 15, 12, 15 years ago, right? It wasn't that long ago. It, maybe. Well, it was. Probably. All I remember, I just looked up a little bit. There was some blurb about Dick Grayson becoming, dressing up as the Joker trying to kill the new Robin, uh, was it Carrie Kelly? Um, something out of, I don't know if it was out of jealousy or something like that. It was... I, I, all I remember... I don't remember it. I, it was a big deal when it was announced. I mean... Yeah, even, oh, it yeah. was. And I remember, if I may jump in, that I, um, I prepaid for it at Saco Comics in Stowe, and I got the first issue, and then Saco Comics closed, and the guy emailed me, and he was having some trouble. He goes, I'm really sorry. I know you prepaid. I'll get you your issues. And I read the first issue, and I emailed him back. I'm like, eh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I, as soon And I'm with you. I never, I never finished it because as soon as I started reading it, I'm like, what is this? And I think I tried reading it again because I go... Maybe there's something wrong with me, you know. But no, yeah, that was that's a, a good one, Tim. Huge yeah. or bad one. Yeah. <laughs> that was a huge disappointment. How about you, Phil? What do you got? All right, so my first dishonorable mention was a pretty big Darren? letdown for me because it's Darren. Um, no, uh, I think we've all had this where we get like really excited because. And nervous when, uh, like, one of our favorite things kind of gets, like, put into the big screen. And <laughs> you think? I remember sitting down and the announcement of The Amazing Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a chance. Didn't it feel wrong from the start? From the very beginning, that felt wrong. When he was supposed to be a teenager skateboarding. <laughs> and the fact that Peter Parker is kind of cool in those movies, yeah. there's so many issues. I can't get into it. Um, so my first dishonorable mention is The Amazing Spider-Man, both of those movies. You know why those were made, right? Because they hate me. That was the main reason, but the reason is they had to make those or Sony would lose, lose the license and yes, would go back that. to Marvel. And I had I had hope. And honestly, the first one wasn't good, but it wasn't terrible. The right. second one, you can't do one, Stacy. Like you can't do one, Stacy. I'm sorry, just don't. I never just saw don't. it. Just do, don't. Just don't. <laughs> I feel like thing, I owe you one though. Like it was rough. Why? Because you made me sit through Batman versus Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I should make you watch it. Um. But yeah, that that was the first thing that popped in my mind. So that's my first dishonorable mention. I don't want to delve too deeply into it. If you saw it, you know what I'm talking I, about. I if you didn't... John dissed Spider-Man. He had yellow eyes. Yeah, that's He right. was on the sauce. It was yeah. weird, yeah. He was and crying his, the whole movie. His uh, suit was made out of the uh, a basketball, wasn't it? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> my buddy Mark is a defender of those movies, and he says, well, I was just happy to finally have a Spider-Man who wasn't going to cry like Tobey Maguire. I'm like, the guy's crying through the whole movie! <laughs> yeah, well, now we have Tom Holland, so let's be happy. Let's be happy. Yeah, he's good. No, oh, like he's dust. Oh, sorry, Darren. <laughs> you mean because there's not another Spider-Man movie coming out? <laughs> right. Now I won't watch the rest of Infinity War. Man, it's not... 
Oh, everything's back. Okay, anyway. Uh, so that was my first. My second... Now, now, follow me down this path. Okay. So, we all have... And I'm going to go the video game route. We all have we all have properties that we like, right? And there's this thing that has started to just get bigger and bigger in the last few years, which is mobile gaming, right? On your cell phone, you're going to get these cool games that are new versions or handheld versions of of games that you like for free. They're these free things that appear, right? Love you free. get you, yeah, you love free until you realize that they're not. There's a very specific example of this that was such a kick in the pants to me. Um and it was right around the time that it was still early enough that, like, you didn't realize how much these microtransactions are trying to murder you. And that was Final Fantasy All the Bravest. Have you ever heard of this game? I'm afraid I haven't. So, as a Final Fantasy fan, if you're out there, I'm sure you groaned when I said that. Final Fantasy All the Bravest had this idea of bringing all this great, like, pixel art versions of every single Final Fantasy character ever and throw it into one game. That was, like, this big, like, basically... Final Fantasy game that you you could fight all the big bad bosses and everything. Every single character costs money. Everything started costing more money. Everything costs more money. Everything costs more money. I think someone worked out that the amount of money you'd have to spend to get everything in that game was in the tens of thousands of dollars. Oh my god. What? Yes. <laughs> I'm done with video games, man. But that was a oh, mobile yeah. game. That was a mobile game. Pretty close. And, and, that, and that's the thing. And I started thinking about this. And Final Fantasy All the Braves is my actual disappointment. But then I really started thinking about mobile games. And I still play a few. I play a few of the Marvel ones that have come out that have microtransactions but are still functional. But if you really sit and think about it, and this is what you had in our, in our notes, and you really sit down and you think, they suck. They actually suck. It's the same thing you do over and over with this fake idea of you're making progress or you're getting better or you can somehow win and you can't because they have to have something to bring you back and have that slight urge to go i want to spend some money i played marvel puzzle quest for a very very long time the game is pointless i'm currently still playing marvel strike force the game is pointless and the whole thing just kind of builds to this this precipice that of insanity because you sit down every morning on the toilet to try to do your dailies (laughs) And that's all this thing is. And this this right here might make me delete all of them off of my phone because I do realize at this moment that they suck. Thank you, Final Fantasy All the Bravest. You put me it's, down this path. It sounds like they were removed the like the 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 thing that video games provide you is a false sense of accomplishment. Or fun. <laughs> well, I mean that's because where you get this, it from. But this is the idea of it's a distraction. It's not fun. It's a distraction that uses properties that you connect in your brain to fun but they distract you with the semblance of fun literally in the Marvel Strike Force I can fast forward three and hit auto and they'll do all my fights for me (laughs) that's fun right if you say so those are my two dishonorables (laughs) okay here we go folks let's get this over with um I don't think there's any surprise here. And I, I would be. I think Tim, are we on the same page here? It's the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Oh, is it okay? That's mine. All right. Is that yours? No. Okay. Well, okay. I, All right. Let's just. Oh God. We. I just spent. Boy, I spent a lot of time on the Phantom Menace, but it's not that. They're bad movies, and they are bad movies. I mean, you. Okay. Point. Case in point. Although I don't hate it as much, I'm not going to endorse Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Ugh. But it doesn't ruin anything that comes before it, 
right? I mean, the other ones are not ruined by some revelation in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal, Crystal Skull doesn't harm what came before it, right? The fact that Indy is an alien? What? what? Oh, sorry. What? Oh, I, I, thought, I thought that was, you know... You got I, something different out of the movie than I did. You're right about that. <laughs> oh, it was his crystal skull. Oh, oh. Was, that was him. I wondered why there was a scar in the See? Um, Time travel, right? Han Solo. So anyway, but, you know, other, other films like... You know, Marvel could take a hit at this point. There yeah. hasn't been anything in a Marvel movie that retroactively undid something that changed everything you thought to the detriment of the series, where Star Wars managed to do that many times over somehow. Yoda didn't train Obi-Wan. Uh, let's face it, Obi-Wan was a big liar. Come on. God, man, man. Darth Vader betrayed man, and murdered your father. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he was not that far removed from his train spotting days. Um, it's just everything, like Tim, you said it first. I mean, the best way to encapsulate what it is, it just never felt like Star Wars. I mean, they. it just, you never got to see Anakin be the hero. Well, among the things we were most looking forward to. Um the Jedi being hunted down and killed by Darth Vader. But the problem was that happened while he was still Anakin Skywalker in an arena in Episode 2, and no one actually knew that that was the elimination of the Jedi until a press conference when George Lucas was asked, hey, when are you? Are we going to see Darth Vader and hunt down and kill the Jedi? He goes, well, it happened in the arena. And everyone was like, Oh, I thought that's when he killed all the younglings. What? Yeah. Like, and a lot of it happened off screen. Too. And a lot of it happened off and screen. And in the Clone Wars. And he wasn't cartoon. Darth Vader. And, you know, it's funny. We were also really looking forward to Obi-Wan's duel with Darth Vader on the lava planet. And here's the problem for me. I, from, from People tell me it's a great duel, but by the time we get to it, I just don't care. Well, here's the, there, you hit a great point because... Now talking about things that I wanted from the trill from that original trilogy, I wanted this incredible friendship between Obi Wan and Anakin. Be- you wanted, and they didn't build anything up to that point. They had they were quippy with each other here and there, but you wanted this incredible bond. So it so when you get to that final battle, it would have been heart wrenching. Should have been Batman and Robin. Yeah. Oh. It it should have been yeah the under it should have been under the red hood, type. Do you remember that? Yeah. It should have been something like yeah. that. I how look how they did that in a uh, what was it a like a seventy minute cartoon? Yeah, I mean, Ridiculous. and it just and it's yeah like I say like right now, Marvel movie fans, I it seems I'm not gonna say I haven't seen it and but from impressions I get that Captain Marvel maybe a little bit of a cut below what they've delivered recently does no damage to anything else. Like, how many, like, the James Bond movies. Nothing really there that like, one movie comes out that all of a sudden doesn't ruin everything that came before it. Star Trek. There's been a, a bunch of those have stunk, but it never ruined everything that came before it. This seemed to just completely dismantle and demystify everything we loved about Star Wars. When you walked out of that theater a couple times, you went, wow, they've managed to destroy the originals to some degree, and for me, it took years for me to get back into feeling that old feeling I had about Star Wars. I remember so you having that. I, I really think, that I don't know what else I could have picked, but the Star Wars prequel trilogy 
is the single biggest disappointment uh, in my pop culture life. Wow. Not a surprise. No. Not at all. Not at all. No, I could have gone that route, but I didn't. Let me talk about belaboring Uh, the point. Yeah, no. uh, I'm actually going to go with a video game. And I've actually... I'm not going to go into too much detail about this because actually I've talked about this um, in a previous podcast. um, have gone off about it. Um, It is Batman Dark Tomorrow, the video game. And it was... um, at the time, I will say this, one of the reasons it was, well, the previews looked great for this game. There was a lot of hype for this game. The Xbox graphics, exclusive? Or well, it was a, at the time, it was a GameCube exclusive. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. This is one of the reasons I bought a GameCube, was because of this game. Thank you. Uh, thank God the GameCube was a good system. Yeah, and yeah, it was a the, system. It, the other thing that got me to tip the scales in its favor was also the um, Star Wars Rogue, um, was Rogue, Rogue Squadron. Squadron. Yeah, uh, uh, yes, that was fun. Yes, but this was one of the main reasons I picked up a GameCube. So thank, they're lucky that the GameCube was a solid system, really good system, but. Like, the trailer looked great. It was going to have music from the London Symphony Orchestra. I'm like, all right, you know. And um, I they showed some of the cutscenes. Making me want to play it. It, it looked, <laughs> yeah. I, I, Darren, I can start talking about this, and I can convince myself. I will, I can convince myself, maybe I should go check it out again. But then all I have to do is start the very first level, where I just have to get across some rooftops, just, just jump across some rooftops, to get towards like the bad signal and constantly falling off the building because I can't make the stupid jump because the controls are horrid. They are absolutely horrid. So is it only a gameplay issue? Does it does it feel like everything else would have worked if they had figured that out? Um, for me, it's got to be the gameplay issue from the standpoint of I couldn't get far enough into the game because the gameplay was so horrible. How, how, how far did you get? I mean, how much time did you give it? Not, maybe a couple hours. Really? Yeah. Oh, and man. It was one of those things, too, when you would run... You would you would be pressing up on the joystick to get to a place in front of you, and then all of a sudden they would switch the camera to face in front of you, and all of a sudden the Good joystick time. is pushed in the wrong direction, and then you start moving backwards. So it would it was unbearable. I'm almost curious. I it's one of those games that I should probably. I'm sure someone is good enough to play... I'm sure they have a playthrough of the whole game mm-hmm. online. Because even the opening sequence, when you watch that cutscene at the beginning, it's really good. And I'm, I'm like, sucked into it. But the gameplay was just so horrid. It was unplayable. And at the time, there were no YouTube videos to watch. So I think I, I might, now that I say, say that... Loud. yeah. I might go check out the YouTube video... And see, but I mean, the reviews on it were just horrible, and it was it probably was largely due to the controls at the Head. time. And yeah, it ugh, dreadful every time I think about it. <laughs> All right, Phil, get, get, wash my memory. All this. right, well, we've talked about this before um, on the podcast. I think it's impossible when you're talking about things that are kind of crappy to not talk about this. 
But I'm going to tell you why this is my biggest disappointment. My biggest disappointment is Batman and Robin. The movie? The movie. Now, the movie sucks. Like, it, it's just not good. It's not good. But it, that isn't the main reason that is my biggest disappointment. At that time in my life, I loved DC. Okay. I loved Batman. If you had asked me, favorite superhero at that time, probably would have said Batman. I see this movie. <laughs> it makes me question everything I think about in the world. It made us all question. I stop buying comics. I stop collecting wow. DC stuff. I just go to Marvel. And I stick to Marvel. I quit comic books completely. When I go back to start buying comics, when we started doing this podcast... I walked right past all the Batman stuff, right. glanced at Batman, thought of the nipples, and went right to Marvel. <laughs> that that movie literally broke me as a fan for a really long time. Sure. I saw Batman Begins, and I saw and I saw Dark Knight and all the and all the stuff, you know, which gave me hope. But that movie messed me up so much. It, it's been a struggle to get back into it, and I've slowly started because I started reading the New Fifty Two Quarter Owl stuff and. Since there's so much more at my fingertips, I, I pay for the Comixology Unlimited, which is like five bucks a month, and it lets me read a lot of stuff that I missed when I'm like just around on my phone and I can't, I don't have my comics in front of me, and it's let me slowly get into it. But literally, this movie was such a big disappointment to me. I went away from things that I loved because it was so like Star Wars for you. This was that for me. It broke me. I didn't want anything to do with it. I sold off a lot of my Batman stuff. Because it was like, I want nothing to do with this. You know what's... One of the horrible things about that movie, too, was... One? The, well, yeah, well, just one. Let's make the list. Because <laughs> could, we could go on forever. This was post-Batman the Animated Series. Mm -hmm. This... They literally gave Warner Brothers the blueprint how to do Batman properly. And do him make him interesting and they just fumbled the ball now i will say this which uh someone said online um i think it's the jet who runs the batman on film he said the best thing he said the movie batman and robin is batman begins daddy he goes if it wasn't for that movie you would not have uh, the Nolan trilogy. It, it was so horrible that it may that Batman went away for a while, and it, like the horridness of it was that when Nolan came in and pitched um, Batman Begins, Warner Brothers didn't care. They let him do whatever he wanted because they thought the property was dead because of what Batman and Robin did to it. But Batman and Robin made it so people had to drag me kicking and screaming to see Batman Begins. I didn't want to see it. No, I... I, I well, I, I, I don't... That, that's sad. Like, like seriously, <laughs> it, it, it messed me up with, with that I hero. It. Like, it just completely... Because I was... Oh, what year did that come out? I don't even know. I was, I was I was still pretty young when it came out. 97. I was just done. I was just done with Batman. I was like, 
I do, and now I see why people right. want to beat me up because I like comic books. This is why. Sure. No, absolutely. No. Yeah, that killed a lot of us uh, where we had to hide our Batman love, and you know, we were we were put in a position where we now had to defend what Batman truly was. Did that was. kill comic book movies for a while? Was I that believe the it, last? He's always had one, but there, it, yeah, random ones were. I think yeah, it's uh, it any type of momentum that was created from those Burton movie even though everyone seems to love batman returns and even batman forever some people seem to that enjoy one didn't, it. that one didn't bother me as much like, yeah, I, I, I mean it's found redeeming definitely got its problems yeah. but then you watch yeah. batman and robin you forget all oh. about that mm-hmm. one <laughs> i mean i don't know that's it's well, horrid it is it, it's rough and yeah it, it like i said it broke me it made me not want to be a part like of this the anymore batman credit card scene you oh i forgot it. why oh <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's bad. It's bad. You know, it's funny. It's it, it bad enough that that movie was a was still, I think, one of the biggest hits of the year. But Warner Brothers is like, we're not making another one of these because <laughs> it's insane. And, and the, the, if you ever get a chance, I have the DVDs of the, I guess they're called the Burton movies, which two of them aren't even Burton movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and each one of them is, a, it's a, they're all special editions. And they, they have a, a very comprehensive documentary about the making of each film. And they get to Batman and Robin, which is fascinating because they interviewed everyone, including Joel Schumacher, who the, was the director. And he says, you know, I get to the meeting and everyone's saying, great job on Batman Forever. And he goes, and I was really disappointed about how the studio took over that movie towards the end. And um, I sit down and I go, How we, what are we thinking for Batman and Robin? And before he even starts speaking, he says, they start shoving all these toys in front of me. He said, well, here's your new Batmobile and here's all this. And he goes, and, he goes, and this is what we're going to need to see in the movie. And this is what else we're going to need to see in the movie. And he goes, no complaints. I'm a grown man. I could have said no. But that movie was taken out of my hands. And I totally believe that's what happened, too. And it's fun because they do a lot of uh, interviews with George Clooney. And they're really interesting because you could see, and they're old interviews. They didn't get them now. And they're like, uh, he's talking like you could sell when he first got the role. He's like, yeah, I'm really excited about this. It's really interesting character to play. Everyone thinks so. It's because of the the two sides of him. And then later on in the in the in the documentary, you see interviews where he starts to realize what's going on. Uh-huh. And then he's like, asked the question, "What do you think you can bring to that role?" And he's literally sitting there with his head in his hands, and he goes. I was thinking this guy would be like an actor who's in a highly rated medical drama. And that's how he acts all the time because he's fake. And I figured, now that I can bring to this role. <laughs> and he's like, you can tell like, at some point, excuse me, all right, fine. at some point he's totally realized like I've made a huge mistake. I heard him and Schwarzenegger had like drinking. Oh, contests. they realized it yeah. was a turkey. They're like, dude, we're getting trashed on this oh, movie. Man. Yeah. All right. Yep. Let's move on to something yeah. much more positive. So, uh, it's my turn for the first time in what feels like forever that I get to do a retro review. Uh, so, I, um, if, you, if you follow the Instagram, you saw that I took pictures of this a while ago, that uh, my wonderful girlfriend, Lindsay, bought me the color editions of Scott Pilgrim, uh, all six hardbound for Christmas slash my birthday and um, they're they're great books I had read uh, Scott Pilgrim right after the film came out in 2010 because I was a big fan of it it was it was kind of it was right up my alley it was kind of silly 
really good music, fight scenes, exes that are evil. Like I got it. It, it was it, it, it it's it spoke to me, and I was surprised too because I was like, "Oh, it's the goofy kid from Arrested Development." Like this is there's no way this is going to be anything. And and I fell in love with the movie. And then people were like, yeah, you know, it's it's based off of a comic. And I was like, I, I vaguely got that from it. And someone handed me the first couple issues, and I read it back then, and I remember really liking it. Um, but I remembered it was very, very close to the storyline of the comic, uh, of the movie. And it started, I started going, okay, it's not really worth reading. I just saw this movie. Uh, I don't even remember if I finished the whole thing uh, at the time. Fast forward. Uh, they released the colored editions, and I remember saying, I think we're going to pick it up because it's been a while since in the movie, and I, I want to read it. And I just never did, and uh, Lindsay and I had a conversation once, and she was like, is there a comic that you've always kind of wanted again, and you haven't? This is like right when we started dating, uh, like two years ago. I was like, yeah, Scott Pilgrim. That, I, I, it's just one of those things I'd like to go back to, and since they colored it, and I'd like to see kind of what they did with it, cause, because... There, I have them all sitting here. Um, there were there are lots of jokes in it about like Ramona changing her hair color and and stuff like that uh, throughout. You guys can thumb through them. There's all six volumes here. Um, so she got them for me, and I was really excited. So like I said, when I jumped into it, the first volume is the movie was very true to the first volume, in which Scott is dating knives and he finds Ramona and he's like super attracted to her and she's so interesting and all of that and all the comic book and video game references are in the book and the music references are in the book and it's really really interesting so you get through each volume and the way that the volumes are pretty much broken down are by evil exes so as you read them, you see Scott fighting the evil exes. So anybody who for some reason doesn't know Scott Pilgrim at all, the concept behind Scott Pilgrim is the, the main character, Scott. He is dating a high school girl at the beginning. He is like in his like mid-20s, so it's kind of weird. Uh, she's 17. He met her on a bus. It's a whole thing. And she becomes, like, obsessed with him because he's in a band and he plays bass. And she's like, oh, Scott. So she's, like, in love with him. And he meets this girl named Ramona Flowers. And he becomes obsessed with him. And the way he meets her is she's going through the subspace highway that goes through his brain. So she literally is in his mind when he dreams. So that's the first time he sees her. And then he starts running into her and he falls in love with her and starts obsessing over her. And realistically, the, the comic itself kind of, it's about the relationship. And, and it's about relationships as a whole where there are trust issues and you have to grow and you have to really start understanding who you are and look into yourself, which is something that the movie doesn't do a good job with. But the, especially as you get deeper into it, you really see Scott realizing that all these things that he kind of like fantasized about, like, oh, I was like this perfect guy. Realistically, he was kind of a jerk at times. And he makes multiple comments about, I don't drink. And it's because when he drinks, he's not a great guy and he's kind of a jerk to everybody around him. And you see that as the comic progresses. So regardless, this Ramona, she for some reason moves to Canada. The whole thing takes place in Canada. There's lots of really good Canada jokes because of that. He is there. She's from New York and has moved to Canada to get away from her past. The old, it's kind of mysterious. There's just a name attached to it named Gideon. Gideon is like her last ex-boyfriend. Scott finds out after he doesn't even really go out on a real date with Ramona, he gets an email from somebody saying, hey, 
this is me, this is who I am, you and I, and Scott, of course, skims the email. He's like, email, blah, 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 words delete. Ends up the guy is challenging him to a fight because he is one of Ramona's ex, exes, the first evil ex. So she has to, he has to fight all of her evil exes to be allowed to be with her. So, as I said, each volume is him fighting one of the exes. Um, if you look at the back of each book, uh, again, the guys have them in front of them, they, it has a picture of somebody. That is the evil ex that is fought in the book. So does the movie cover... All the evil exes. The, the movie covers all these volumes? Volume one extensively, and then it goes very quickly through the others. Okay. And it cuts out a lot of the good in between. Specifically, there is a really cool... There are two really good side arcs that are completely left out of the film. One is Knives. Okay. Which, again, if you guys have seen the movie... Knives Chow. Knives Chow, the the high school girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, She goes kind of ninja in it, and her father starts trying to hunt Scott because he finds out that she's she's like in love with him and he treated her wrong. So there's a side arc about that. And there's a side arc about Kim Pine. Do you remember who Kim Pine is at all? Mm Mm-hmm. That is the drummer in their band. Okay. Scott... Does she like him? Well, Scott and her actually went to high school together, and they dated. Okay. And there's this whole relationship thing that he actually was real bad to her. He moved away when he was uh, in high school, and they were dating at the time, and he remembered like having this big heartfelt talk with her and saying goodbye, and he actually didn't say bye to her at all and just left. And he actually was talking to a different girl. And so, like, their breakup was really weird, and, like, Kim never really got over, but she still really liked him, so it was just kind of, like, this balance thing. So there's closure on all these relationships, there's all this extra stuff that is left out of the films, and it just really delves into, like I said, human nature, which is something that I wasn't expecting to get out of it, where there's, like, this weird deepness to it. Especially, again, you've seen the movie, like, he gets the one up when he gets killed, and, like, he rewinds and goes back through things. It's handled completely differently in the book. Gideon's handled differently in the book. Ramona and Scott's relationship ends differently in the book. Because at the end of the, the movie, they just kind of it just kind of fizzles, right? It, it's hard to really put together, yeah. right? I wanted to rewatch it before we got here, but I've been too busy to. It was either read the books or, or watch the movie, so I, I did this. Um, the way it ends is really, really cool. I don't want to say how it ends in case someone okay. wants to dive back into these or when you guys want to actually borrow them from me at some point. I'm considering it. i got to be honest. Um, so, going for story, the story is fantastic. It's enjoyable. I laughed out loud multiple times. And I, I, felt, I felt for the characters, which is saying a lot. We read a lot of comic books. Um, second, the addition to, of color to these. If you have not read them since they've been colored, it adds a lot and the nice thing about these, if you guys look at the very back of all the books, they're, uh, the last few oh, pages, yeah, there is the art process, there are additions, there are extra comics that were not included in the originals. It, um, it, it's very vibrant. Yeah, the, it's beautiful. The, uh, whoever colored. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's on the front. I forget his name off the top of my head. Um and there are lots of jokes about Ramona, like, changing her hair color based on, like, her personality and, like, how she's feeling, kind of like a mood ring. And those jokes had a different feeling in a black and white book versus in color where they actually changed the color of her hair. So there's all these, like, small nuances that you didn't get in the black and white that you get in the color. Nathan Fairbairn. 
Yes. Fairbairn. Fair, yeah, Fairbairn. Um, and they're just great. They really, really are. And, I mean, I think you can get the whole stack relatively inexpensively on Amazon at this point um, if you want to pick them up yourself. If you want something, and I think I needed this cleanser, if you wanted something outside of the superhero realm that is dealing with relationships, dealing with figuring out what is best for you and the people around you, and to look into yourself, this is the perfect read. I cannot recommend this enough. I had such an unbelievably good time. I lost sleep because of these, because I, I tend to read my comics in bed at night. I told Lindsay, I was like, I'm going to read one a week. That was my mission. I started six weeks out from us recording, and I was like, I have six weeks. I knocked them out in three nights. <laughs> wow. I couldn't stop. They're this relatively awesome. fast reads, too. Right, I opened to a page, and it just says, Scott, I'm sad that I'm about to die. But I'm not sad that you're about to die. I just want you to know that. <laughs> and, and that. And that's what I'm talking about. There are these great little asides, these great little conversations that they have with each other. It feels like the way you would talk to your friends. And and the character development is just, it's fantastic. The, these look gorgeous. They're, they're wonderful. I'm, I'm I, so happy they're in my collection. You know, I've always been aware of Scott Pilgrim. It's always one of those things that sort of hovers around the, you know, the century matrix mm-hmm. that we choose to travel in. I know the internet tells me not to like the movie, but I saw uh, one of my first dates with my wife, and I loved it's it. Fun. I thought it was great. It's so much fun. I had a blast at that movie. It was so funny. It's too bad that they didn't get a chance to continue with that because I wanted to see what was going to happen. I It's one of those movies I still remember the names, like Becky Pine and Knives Chow and Scott Pilgrim and Gideon. I remember the names from that movie, and yet I never do. I mean, it was such a great movie. It, it is. It, it's it's a great... I like the movie a lot, and I actually did a little research um, when I was like looking, because this was tied to what we were doing tonight, and I was like, well, disappointments. And I was like, you know, I wonder how the Scott Pilgrim movie actually did. Overall, people really do like it. It just didn't do well in the box office. I know. That's, that's unfortunate. That's, that's a movie... It's funny, because that was a movie that I wanted to see in the theater, but it escaped me. I saw it in I, the dollar theater. I, I didn't see it... I got it from the library years later and I was just like man I wish I saw this in the theater I need to pick it up on Blu-ray like I just rereading these and I had it's I had, and I'll so tell good. you one of the reasons I have it I hold it so in my heart is because uh, Marie and I had just started dating and uh, we had a, a, a function at school and we were supposed to be there late and it was just going so bad I mean, it, we were supposed to be there, and it, we were supposed to be sitting in on this meeting, and it was getting, like, 6 o'clock, and uh, I remember, like, we still like, an hour there, and I, I turned to her, I'm like, Scott Pilgrim starts at Valley View in, like, 25 minutes. We can be there in 15. She goes, let's go. I didn't think she was going to say yes. So we, we ducked out of this meeting we were supposed to be at, and we went and saw it. I was just so like, this is great. I'm skipping <laughs> school. <laughs> um, yeah. I, it's a... I, I do think at some point I'm going to have to pick these up. It's one of those things I think I've almost always pulled the trigger on. Me Man, too. that was fantastic, Phil. So let me ask you this question. Yeah. Um, was it easy for you to identify with Scott Pilgrim, or did you find someone else in the book that you found more identifiable? You know, I think I think there are stages of Scott that I connected to. Ah, okay. And I think there's – that's the thing. I think there's a little bit of – every character in there that kind of builds like personality Mm -hmm. so every character in some way shape or form i can relate to what they're going through like kim her her relationship with scott like 
I've had relationships end very strangely like that, where I'm still to this day like, did we, did one of us end it? I don't remember how that worked. Are we still dating? Is that, that not be. That's problematic. I've been married and divorced since then. Um, <laughs> there's there it's like the really kind of coming to terms with like the type of person you are in different situations, being able to really step outside of yourself and see yourself realizing that in relationships it's two people and it's not just one you can't just be the puppy dog following behind the other like there's so much cool stuff in there and i've been in the relationship where i'm the the one that is like obsessed with the other person and they you know they keep me around because i'm there i've also been the person that i keep the person around because that person's obsessed with me there's just again i think it works really well really well as an adult reading it versus like when i was I guess right out of college no I yeah like right out of college when I would have when I would have actually um read them the first time I've I've dealt with a lot more in life and I even though these are like 20 odd year olds it's more I can connect to more in my 30s than I did in my 20s and if I go back and read it in my 40s I might connect to it even more First cool. of all, Tim, don't sit there and nod your head like you had to chase girls around. You played lead guitar in a band. <laughs> so you can't relate to that crap. It, it, so you Scott, had all the nice chows. Scott, yeah, Scott Pilgrim was in a band? Come on. Yeah, that, I, I, yeah but you, you... I could kind of relate to certain aspects I remember of the movie of him being a jerk and oblivious to things looking back on stuff i can kind of relate to that yeah. see he was the bad guy I, I, you know what you're right you're I, you're not wrong you're <laughs> i not know wrong. it i know it i mean brian o'malley it was fun <laughs> he, he got it i mean he just captured he i remember you like, telling me some of those stories yeah. i remember thinking that, oh my god <laughs> oh man that's so, for a different podcast oh boy <laughs> yeah i it's it's definitely worth it that's for panel scatters the after hours where <laughs> after tim just dark. Let, tim just lets loose you scan those panels after dark <laughs> yeah the letting loose of tim that's the subtitle that's our video one where it's let's say tim doesn't smoke but we'll just have a cigarette there <laughs> and he's just gonna sit there and tell stories that's how we get that uh explicit tag back well apparently tim tells me i may have done that by myself in the oh, last episode man. but uh yeah, Phil, this is so cool. I mean, you read these in three nights? Yeah, I tore through them. Wow, and I can't read anything. I fall asleep. It takes it, it takes about an hour per if you, like, flip through them, nope. like, pretty quickly. If you don't, like, it did not take me an hour per. I was, like, absorbing the pages. Because there's lots of, like, comic book and, and video game references just on the page. If you were flipping through, I mean, you may have even seen some. Like, it's it's wild. Uh, no, sorry, I don't read. Which leads, <laughs> which, which leads to this next. <laughs> well, we're gonna try to convince you anyway. Yep, which leads to. Uh, uh oh. Yeah. Uh-oh, well, what? what? I uh, closed something and I don't have my notes. Hold on. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say we are. I thought we recording recording. We didn't record any of this. It's like I'm not repeating all that. Yeah. As many of you who've been listening for a while know, I haven't read in a long time. I fight it, and these guys are gonna try their hardest to convince me otherwise, to get me interested in stuff that they're reading that they think I should be reading. Okay, can now so the the segment is now called what Tim should, should be reading. reading. Yeah. <laughs> so, I want to ask a question about this. Okay. Do you think it is possible that like so he's got his stack there and unfortunately I don't have mine but at some point um 
Are you just dead set against this, or do you think you can be enticed? I can be enticed. In fact, the last time we did um, this, uh, I was actually interested in some of them, and I probably had you, one of you said, take this and read it. I probably would have. Were you thinking about reaching forward? To grab it? Maybe. So that should be our ultimate goal, right? (laughs) Which among us... I've got ahead tonight. Which among us, the two of us, gets him to finally grab it and go, all right, I'm going to take it. Well, I'm going to play to him specially tonight for Uh, something we talked about in the past. I I feel like I wish I'd have known this because I'm a little bit at a disadvantage as I don't have my books with me right now, but... Should there, there it is, right? I don't know if we're going to do a wager on this. We can think about that some other we can. time. Regardless, he's walking away with some tonight. So you think so? No, the, I mean, yes, he is. There, there's no question but here, about here's it. I mean, are you here's forcing this on him, or are you confident that you're going to present to him something that he cannot pass I up? just know he won't be able to say no to this for a reason Ooh, that I'll talk about. Okay, now I, this is interesting. I mean, try, uh, I, this is going to become one of my favorite segments. Color me intrigued. Now, how does this work, though? Do me taking the comic doesn't mean I'm gonna read the comic. Well, okay, I'm gonna say that if you're intrigued enough to take it away, that's a win. Yeah, I mean whether or not you, I don't know, man. That's you might like, have to keep scoring this because there might. I be... I like this. Okay, all right, let's go. Am I up first? Or uh, I believe first? you are. All right, so um, I'm going to parcel these out in this order. I'm going to parcel out with one that you absolutely should be reading. And it's a good time to pick it up because we're going into the final arc and it's about to end. All right. And I think closure is a really good thing if it's a good comic because you know that there is an end and you don't have to keep it ongoing. You're you're already making a strong point. All right. So that book, that book, don't look at the stack. I'm going to show you the books as they happen, is Black Science. I've talked about this book many, 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 many times on this podcast. It is Rick Remender. And Matteo Scalera. All right. I'm popping it out to show you some art. This is, has been my pick of the month many, many times. We are now officially in the final arc of the story. It's about to be over. (coughs) So it is a sci-fi based book. It is an adult book, so this would not be something that you would be able to necessarily share with your kids. Hmm. Um, Which I know would be a turnoff. Which would make them want to read it more. Go on. Uh, I'm trying to find if there's a, there's not a good spread on this one. So this is going to be How to Corrupt oh, Tim's how, so, so I'll just show you the general opening page of this one. So the whole premise of this book, which is going to be repeating to our listeners, but our main character, Grant, has crea- uh, created a basically a machine that allows you to jump through the multiverse. His purpose to do so is to find cures for illnesses, the normal thing. He's a scientist. He doesn't realize that jumping through the multiverse is a very, very, very dangerous thing and it can cause ripples. Whoa, wait, before you do that, if we're going to open these things, you put that sucker right up to the microphone. Oh my god. There, that's All for right. you, our ASMR right. people. I'll do it Turn more this into our ASMR podcast. Here, sliding it back in. There it is. That's what she said. What? Okay, explicit tag. <laughs> um, that's so, debatable. So Michael Scott. So the the whole thing is there's a constant there's a constant reference to it being like an onion and that they are tearing the layers to the onion. So what's happened up until this issue is the tears of the the multiverse are showing the endless repercussions and they're chasing Grant McKay and the different versions of Grant McKay because. If one Grant in one multiverse was able to create this thing, 
there are other grants that can too. Sure. So it's this great sci-fi story about this and the fact that his family like slowly falls apart and he loses members of his family and then he refines them through the multiverse. And it is a deep and passionate read of human nature, which I can relate to the Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> of human nature, sci-fi, family, and cool aliens. <laughs> All right, nice try, but it's not going to work. Um, well, should we back and forth this? Sure. All right. <laughs> Well, I will see your black science. And by the way, I will say that Phil's been on that since since its beginning. Oh, it's, it's been a few so years, good. and it's always been, uh, I believe, in the top three of his picks of the year. Um, there was a there was a while it took a bit of a dip, if I recall, because but then it of really class. came back strong. It, it's just it's Rick Remender. There's always one. Well, I'll show this to you if you need to. But uh, I will see your dark science fiction with a good old fashioned western. And the return of a character that, well, Disney tried to kill off in The Lone Ranger. And I picked this Whoa. up. This is an impulse buy. I saw these on Instagram. Wait a minute. This is The Lone Ranger? Yeah. My, you, one of my... Is, I'm going to tell you right now, um, at work, I, you, I told you my love for Lego. Yeah. I have rotating Lego sets. I try to build one once a month. Usually it goes a little longer. Right now, my set on my desk is a Lone Ranger. Really? Yeah. Well, let me tell you what. This, <laughs> Color me intrigued. Go on. This is, I believe it's only going to be five issues. Not 40. I, I, hope, I hope for more. Yeah. It is a good old-fashioned Western. The art is fantastic. It's from Dynamite Press. The covers are wonderful, and it's... He is the Lone Ranger. This is about him. Yeah, Tonto was in there. It's about them going up against some landowners, some rich landowners in Texas who are trying to annex the land um, and push people off of it to use it for their own purposes. It's right after the Civil War. It looks like an old-fashioned Western. It feels like an old-fashioned Western. It's honor, it's gunplay, and it's pretty simple to get through. Unlike the complicated mess that is black science. <laughs> oh, he's, I'll tell you so what. So if you want something I, that is pandering while I'm, I am going toward your intelligence. <laughs> bad move. <laughs> Let me say this about the Lone Ranger. I was really surprised. I think you guys know I've been looking for that one to grab me for yeah. quite a while now. Yeah. And it, they had the first four issues of Carolyn Jones. I'm like, I'll give this a shot. Why not? Well, I like Westerns. I could not have been more thrilled. Um, it's got one more at least coming. It's fantastic. It's You're bigger on westerns than I am, but I do like me some Lone Ranger. That you you've hit me in a you've hit me with you some nostalgia. Well, not. I go had the. This feels like the Lone Ranger should feel like to me. You you got some problems, Phil. Okay. <laughs> See what next up. All right. Middle West by Scotty Young. Who? Come on, come on, come on! Oh my goodness. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> and Jorge Corona. All right. This is a story that takes place in the Middle West. It is a real-world fantasy. All ages. About a child who has a very terrible relationship Wait with Wait a minute. His, when you say all ages, all ages comic? It's an all ages comic. His okay. It's for all ages. All right. This child has a very bad relationship with his father, as you can see in the pages that I opened up for you, as oh. he is destroying a bike from his mother. And there are weird mythical powers that are going around that his father seems to be an evil wizard, and he has some of those powers built into him. 
Looks like Alvin and the Chipmunks from here. I'll, I'll turn <laughs> it around. It, 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 it is. It, He's got the big A on the red shirt, um, the big white A on the red so, shirt. So there, there is some steampunkness to it, but obviously it is like <laughs> that does look pretty cool. <laughs> like like wizards and smoke and things coming off him. The whole thing is he's trying to find where he can go to get away from his father. So he runs away from home in the first issue after his father has a big blowout about um, him. He actually gets arrested for shoplifting. And his father just freaks out on him really badly and is afraid his father's going to like hit him. So he, he runs away. And it's about him traveling around with his fox companion. <laughs> Naturally. And that... Is Middle West, and honestly, if we were still doing stick pick, stick stock pick, this would be. One we're of doing my it next for month, sure. Yeah, because this this thing has beginning to end been one of the things I've been the most excited to get my hands on. Um, it's really fun. The art is is fun, even though Darren just said it looks like Alan and the Chipmunks. <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to be. Um, uh, I mean, dismissive. It, like it literally did. It, it's it's it's. When does fantastic. Simon and Theodore come? <laughs> All right. Well, well I think that, I think Darren's little snide comment because he doesn't didn't have enough gumption to bring his comics for me to make fun of the art. Listen, don't Darren came in with a lead off Homer, so don't. Uh... Well, I'll get you on the last <laughs> one. Well, I don't know if I've got a lead off Homer, but if you're not into the old West, perhaps you'll be into the Hyborian Age because I've got the Savage Sword of Conan. Mm. Marvel yeah. Comics. Yeah. Okay. Um, You're going to have to sell me. Go. <laughs> I mean, this is simplistic storytelling at its finest. He's looking for something. People are in his way. He's got a big sword. Get the <laughs> hell out of the way. All right. This is what you expect out of Conan. I've always wanted to read Conan. I always wanted to go back and read the, uh, the original Conan, the Barbarian comics. I'll be honest. I did not know that they had already started Conan back up again. And I found the Savage Sword of Conan number one. Really recent. Yeah, pretty yeah. recent. Within the last two months. And I figured I'd give it a try. I mean, this is... Again, this is wish fulfillment. Like, talking about the baddest man on the planet. I mean, the guy walks in a panel and you're like, Well, <laughs> you guys are all screwed. I mean, that, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to put it over the Lone Ranger. And I have put on the Instagram page that... The Lone Ranger is an early contender for pick of the year for me. Really? Like, big time. I mean, because not only does it feel like Old Western, Look but it's it. back. But the Savage Sword of Conan? He's circling, back to he's it, circling right? cause he knows that I he knows I have interest uh-huh. in that. So, he, yeah, you're right. He's, the Savage Sword of Conan, uh, you know, it, it's interesting that we've been so... I, I've been kind of pushed the superhero comics away to some degree. I, I do have a few of them. But it's nice to, like, go back to... I mean, I guess it's not nice. It's like sword and sandal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 it feels almost like an old Hollywood sword and sandal movie, which I kind of dig. Okay. So that's pretty cool. I, 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 I've never been into the barbarian thing, other than Thundar the Barbarian, Thundar. which oh, Thundar uh, was with Ukla and Ariel, mankind they were... cast in ruin. <laughs> wow, that nice pool. That is a great opening, man. For a Saturday morning cartoon, like when you're watching Saturday morning cartoons and you all those weird talking animals and stuff, and all of a sudden that comes on, you're like, whoa, what is this? You know what? I take that. Was Beastmaster a barbarian? 
Beastmaster. Yeah, Beastmaster. Yeah, all right, I gotta give. Right, maybe Beast I have to Master take it back. It was, now I got fun. Now I have two: Thundar and Beastmaster. I'll, so. I'll say this about it: it's like a five-minute read. It really is. <laughs> yeah, it looked like Ooh, it. Now, Conan's not. Conan's right. not. Uh, he doesn't have the gift of uh, uh, gab. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, that. Well, there's another plus there. Let's his sword do his talking. So, are you ready for the one you're taking home? Uh, this is it. Because what you guys are doing three each, right? Yes. Is this, all right. So <laughs> I cheated here home. because. I know it's your son's favorite superhero. Oh, I know what we're I know where we're going. So Venom by Donnie Hero? Keith anti hero anti hero. No, wait a second, wait a second. Cobby out of here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He's supposed to be the one to read it. He he's gonna to want to check it out first to make sure that you know no, it's okay not. for his, he doesn't care at this point. It's still going home. Kids going into high school soon, it'll be fine. <laughs> He's probably seen way worse than what's going on in that comic by this point. I uh, gotta find. Well, it's gotta it. I think this is an issue one. What this picture? This horrible thing. Oh wow! Yeah. All right. So this is the newer take on Venom, in which the first arc. This is actually the first two arcs. Um, they um. <laughs> that's that a great. Yeah. Uh, that's Ryan Stegman's. Amazing art. Uh, this Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman, for the majority of it, it's all Donny Cates written. Uh, Stegman doesn't do art in maybe one issue. Okay. But, I mean, the art, it's consistently, like, crazy like this throughout. Um, it's it, it, impressive. It, it feeds very well to the story. Um, and it's a lot dealing with Eddie Brock, because for a long time, Eddie Brock did not have the symbiote. And he got it back recently, and it's them rebuilding their relationship while at the same time... They run into the symbiote god, Null, mm. and there's this big, big, big battle between them um, that takes place through multiple issues, uh, and it's just trying to show Eddie that he needs the symbiote to go, and that's the first arc. From there, they uh, there's some more stuff dealing with Eddie's personal family and like him trying to be a hero while he's still Venom. So again, Venom. Like I said, you're leaving with this regardless because I know your son. I know. Going to read it. I tell you, I am not a fan of Venom. I am not. Uh, thank you. Yeah, not a problem. That's up until this month. I. He's. I don't know. He doesn't do it for me. Honestly, I he's brought that simply because of your son. You, well, <laughs> no, you've. I'm gonna have to check it out because you have been raving. About it is. This. It's really good. It's a good read. And so I will check it out. For that, I, I so need to be convinced though on it. I really and honestly, do. this is the first Venom book that I've truly, truly enjoyed. I read Agent Venom because it tied in with the, with uh, Spider Man so much mm-hmm. at the time. This is the first Venom book that I am equally as excited to get Venom as I am Amazing Spider Man. Oh, right. I mean, that's saying a lot because I generally don't like, and it's made me buy other Donny Cates books because he's that good. Of a okay. Writer. Well, Phil, that's pretty good. Yeah, but. <laughs> I got a nascent up my sleeve here. Don't Perhaps talk. you may be familiar with oh, a character called Batman. Oh, I... Who? <laughs> Dresses as a bat fights crime. Is this Detective Comics 1000? No, oh, it's okay. not. A Detective Comics 1000 is out, but I do not have it yet. This is, is the good. countdown to Detective Comics. And, well, I mean... When you we told me not to read it. I asked you directly, and you told me not to read it. Yeah, that was... What, I remember that. That was a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? I've read so things since then. He's trying to sell, yeah. it, trying to sell then. it on you, and he said, no. I have mm-hmm. read things since then, mm-hmm. Phil. 
Perhaps you are aware that comics put out multiple issues. Oh, I'm very aware. I and storylines switch on a dime. And this one did. Now, I will admit, I had been saying in reference to me reading Detective Comics when we would do a, a segment such as this that issue 1000 can't get here fast enough. Mm-hmm. Because that was the only reason for me to hang on to it. But I also said the same thing about Superman because that wasn't so good. But they seem to know when they need to hit their stride to make the you know make the most uh, impact. Are you talking about Bendis? Superman? No, yeah, Bendis Superman. I thought you said that was really good. Well, yeah, I used to say leading up to oh. the Action Comics, he couldn't get here fast enough, and then they saved whatever they needed to save to hit the most impact. The leading up to uh, Dete- Action 1000 was really, really good, and leading up to Detective is no different. The storyline is really simple. Somebody who Batman doesn't know is going after each person he trained with or was taught by, and now Batman's realizing what's happening, so he's trying to warn these guys, and each time he goes, he's talking about how he trained and certain things like that. It's been a nice little... Is this the Arkham Knight thing? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, but it's been pretty good. It's been as good as Batman's been in a very long time. I really feel like that Batman's just been spinning its wheels for so long since Court of Owls. I, I can't, honestly, I can't think of a single storyline um, ex- except for Robin's supposed death at the hands of Jor-El, by the way. Talk, to me, talk about like Jor-El. Yeah, Jor-El killed Robin, but didn't kill Robin. That quarter hour stuff was great. Yeah, it was. That was great. So yeah, that's what I got. No, <laughs> oh, Tim. So, okay. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Honestly, okay, if I'm going to go... The, the thing that intrigued me the most uh, out of all these, out of all six, I have to go with the Lone Ranger. See, that was just cheap, though. What? How was that cheap? <laughs> Explain to me how that was cheap. You know him better than I do. I don't think he knew. I don't think... i be honest. When, when we made this... As soon as we decided, organically, by the way, mm-hmm. that we we're going to do this as a competition, yeah. I looked at my list and went, I'm leaving with the Lone Ranger. <laughs> what I am I doing? I don't think you and I have ever talked about the Lone Ranger Never ever. once. Yeah. Never. So, Collusion. <laughs> <laughs> Collusion. <laughs> Though, I am intrigued... Probably the most, well, the Lone Ranger the most, without a doubt. Then, my secondly, Black Science. I'm. It's a fun read. I'm interested. Now, do I do I get to only pick one, or can I pick? Hey, I want I like all three of your. You no, you I like. That's yeah, what Tim should be reading. Yeah, if you're like these interest me. Honestly, the the. I, I, it would be Black Science and Lone Ranger. Believe it or not, even Batman, I'm like... Mm, I, and do you know what the beautiful thing about what Tim should read too. this section is? <laughs> if Tim says, I want to read that, we own them. Yeah. We're just like, here you go, Tim. Well, let's not push it. Just saying, if you ever want to. <laughs> All right, well, that was fun. That is fun. This I, is I like a good. That. I like this segment. And, and let me know what, what if you do end up reading Venom, I at do. least at least if he reads them, like what he thinks of them because that'd be great and we can let the we can let the people know next time that would be, that'd great. be great maybe on the next what Tim should be reading we can have Tim come back that'd be awesome but when we're back next it's one of my Wait. favorite things that we're doing what's up I want I want to know what if I read some of this I come back and go that sucks then you can say that it's not there, you uh, get so to we, take a point away? yeah I think the point you, is taken away you two away. are tied right now right, so it's one, we, I we should probably put this in the this. rundown 
Because... All right. But since you didn't count Venom, that doesn't count. Venom does not count. Right. Even though I'm taking it, I'm taking it for other reasons. Yeah, we're taking it for other reasons. I, yeah, the point point gets removed. You, yeah, if you, you, you read it. You both get a point. You get one for Lone Ranger, and you get one for Black Sun. Awesome. Now I gotta, we got to remember, mark those down and put them somewhere on like the other Google Docs. Is yeah, that yeah, on a Google Docs? No, I just put it in the rundown. Okay, just because like that way we're sure not to keep bringing the same stuff back. Well, why not? If, if, it, if it's still good. Mm, we'll talk about this off air. I we'll got figure you. it out. Yeah. All right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I understand purpose. what you're yeah. saying. All right. Anyhow, next month. Yeah. Free comic book day. Man, actually, relatively soon, right? It's only well, like two weeks month. away, yeah, something like three, that. Three. Yeah. So, uh, free comic book day, recording live at Carolyn John's. Uh, that's a Cam's Corner Lakewood area. So, it, it is the Lakewood area. Really? Yeah. I suppose. Partially. Um, so if you are it's Cleveland in, address. Yeah, if you're in Ohio and uh, I technically have a Cleveland address and I definitely don't live in Cleveland. Yeah, you sure don't. Um, so <laughs> regardless of that, uh, if you are in Ohio, especially the Cleveland area, come out to Cam's Corner for Free Comic Book Day the Friday before it's May. I don't remember the exact date off the top. Third. Of May 3rd. Uh, come out May 3rd. We're recording live right there. Obviously, you'll get free comics at midnight. They have... Uh, beer that they give out for free if you are over if you're 21 or older. Uh, they have other raffles and games and things going on. It's a great event. You should be there. Wasn't that the name of your first band, Free Beer <laughs> or Ten Cent yeah, Wings? Yeah, that didn't work. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, <laughs> Carolyn John's Free Comic Book Day, May third. Dan, if you're listening, I will try to have season two of Cobra Kai watched by then. It comes out on the 24th. I don't know if that's possible, but I'll give it a shot. And you guys can talk about that, and I will go off mic for a little while because I haven't watched the show. Will have Infinity War have come out by then? Endgame? Endgame, sorry. I won't have seen it, most likely, which sucks. Well, I got news for yeah, you. Yeah, it's going to be rough. You're going to be talking rough about Rough night it. for me. I, I, tickets are crazy. I'm not I'm not able to get it. It's I'm a realist. You're, you're right. I'm a realist. You're not, you're not I have an adult that. job. I can't do it. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not going to see well, I'll tell yeah. you what. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I know of someone who's going to stop by. He's my friend Maddie, who was on with us last year. I'll probably run the segment because the spoilers are not going to affect me, mm-hmm. um, and I'll let him talk about his theories, and then maybe we'll, we'll figure this out. I, I don't want you, I don't want to ruin this. I for think you. that's also a dangerous conversation to have that close to the movie for other people that weren't able to get tickets because it's sold out. And people well, we'll do we'll, we'll do spoiler free yeah. stuff then. All right, um, just just uh, you know, but I'm concerned also with the crowd of people shouting that out anyway. I yeah, there's always that concern, but it didn't happen last year during because remember, Infinity War had just dropped. Yes. And people weren't ruining it. I had seen that, though. Yeah. But I, I highly doubt I'll be able to get it unless I unless I play hooky from work one day that week and go, well, which is now not that likely. You've said it. Yeah. So regardless, uh, so that's next month. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at The Panel Scanners. You can follow us on Facebook at the same name. Uh, anybody else have anything else? No. no? We're good? All right, then. See you at Free Comic Book Day. And until then, enjoy your comics.